Hey, welcome to the Plug Into Your Life podcast. We have Ann Reynolds in the house. Uh, Ann is a relationship coach and also a energy healer. And I'm so excited to have you on, Ann, because I think that, especially with everything that's been going on these past few years, um, there seems to be a big shift in relationships, uh, whether that's a, like just in my life alone, I know probably a dozen uh, relationships that broke up, got divorced, like all these different things that have been going on. I don't know if it's like a like a world conscious thing going on with that, but um, I think it's really important to have a coach. You know, um, they even say, you know, if there's anything that you want in your life and you hire a coach to do it, you're almost 100% guaranteed to acquire that thing if you take the baby steps alongside somebody like that. So I'm really interested um, to hear about your story and, and you know, what, what was going on in your life before and how in the world did you end up in um, being a relationship coach? Okay, so where, where would I start with that? Um, so what were you doing before? Oh, before I was a relationship coach, you mean? Yeah, maybe um, go back like I, 10 years. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well... I did many different things over the course of my life. Um, of course, I went to school first, so I went to university, and then um, I got a, I, I went to grad school, and then after that, I became a teacher. So that kind of started, that's where it all started. Um, a lot of people, like in my family, especially my father, he wanted me to become an attorney, and he said that my personality was like just right to be an attorney, but I didn't really care for that, you know? Um, so, you know, after, so my, my undergrad was in, um, English. So then from that, you know, it's either what you become a teacher, right. <laughs> or you go on to law or something similar. Right. And I wasn't really interested. I mean, I didn't really have interest in that. And then, so, um, I was living in, um, in a different country. So I'm from the Philippines and then I went to the U S this is where I'm really from when I came here. Even if I graduated with the highest honors, I, I, when it was time like to, for hiring, they would always choose the US graduate. And I'm like, what? So then, you know, so then I was like, okay, well, I need to go back to school if I wanna make myself more marketable. So I did that, I went to grad school. And then after that, I became a teacher, but then I got married um, the week before my graduation. <laughs> And then, <laughs> and then, so I am. I had a whole plan because um, my my degree was in um, teaching English, so it's teaching already, right? So there's that teaching aspect already. Was it, it like uh, grade school, or what kind of teaching were you doing? It was teaching English to speakers of other languages. And then, so my plan was I was going to travel the world, and I was going to teach English and make some money, but I was going to see the whole world. And then, you know, and then my, my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, he goes, what about me? And I was like, well, I don't know where you're going to fit in. He was like, what? And I'm like, well, you never asked. And then he married me so fast. So, <laughs> so then I couldn't go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so after that, so I taught, so I was a teacher uh, at the, uh, at the community college. I did that for a year. And then, you know, it was kind of hard with, you know, with, with the kids. Cause then, you know, then I got pregnant and then, um, and, but I still was, I was like so dedicated. I mean, I really wanted to have a career that was really important to me at the time. And then, so it was like, that took precedence for me then, you know, then like resting, you know, people go on maternity leave. I didn't do any of that. I went, 
I went and taught until the day before I gave birth. <laughs> then, wow. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but then when my child was born, you know, it was my son. Then after that, you know, it was kind of like, it was harder, you know, like past the baby. And then, and then I came home and then baby needed attention, but I had to like make my, you know, my, um, uh, my, I, I had to prepare uh, my, uh, what do you call this? Um, my lesson plan for the next day. So then after that, my husband said, why don't you just stay home and take care of the kids? So, so I did, I listened to him. And then after that, then um, he went to work. So he's a musician. And then um, he asked me to help me with uh, his business. So I became his booking agent. And then I became, um, you know, I took care of everything related to that. I did, you know, I did publicity for his concerts. I booked him everything else like his mailing list took care of his marketing everything I was so that's what I did and then I was with with the kids at the same time I felt like really resentful because I felt that oh well you know why do you get to have a career and I don't you know um I already had a spiritual path at that time because um in 19 let's see I was on a plane see it's it's interesting like how divine providence works because at the lowest time of my life that's when I found, um, that's when I found God. I mean, I looked for God all my life. I mean, I was, I was raised in a Catholic family. Um, it did, I didn't really resonate with that. You know, it was like more like ritualistic than spiritual for me. And then, um, I found, I have, a, I had a friend that was into like born again Christian, you know, and that felt better. You know, I, I felt the connection, you know, so I really liked that. And then, um, there were really, really like bad things that happened in my life. Like, um, and then it was like really shameful things that happened in my life. And then um, it was during that time when I was at, at my lowest and I was mad at God that God gave, gave me the chance to, to get lifted up. So he actually picked me up after I was angry with him because it's like everything went wrong. So you, so you, I mean, I, I just told you, right. Like, I graduated with highest honors and all of that. So it, it was good. And then it, everything crashed down. And then it was such a bummer. And then I was mad at God because I wasn't getting what I wanted. And then, but then God had other plans for me. And then, so I was crying my eyes out on the plane. And then, you know, I was just with tears streaming and I was sobbing. And then the lady next to me, she was like, she was looking at me. And then she was like, hey, would you like some mantras? And I was like, so I was crying. Oh, I'm really into that. That's what I told her. So then she told me she was the one who first introduced me to mantra meditation. So she gave me like the mantras and I was on the airline. It was Philippine Airlines. So then she said, okay, one of the mantras is go Pala. And then, and then she's, she said, you'll remember it because Pal is the Philippine Airlines, you know, the plane go pal so go pal like go take pal right go pala and i was like oh cool and then go pala and then she told me another one i remember it was hari and then um hari in the philippines it means like king so i was like oh you know that really makes sense for me and then so um so we so then my tears dried up you know i stopped crying and then um she invited me to go to a retreat so i didn't know anyone at all so it was this meditation retreat 
and it was on Mount Tamalpais in Marin County in California. So it's past the Golden Gate Bridge, and then there's just this beautiful area. It's it's uh, it's on the mountain, and then there was a retreat, and I didn't know anyone. And it, this was back in the day in the 90s when there was like um, internet was just like all um, it was all words, you know, you just yeah. and then you dial, you know, you do the dial up yeah, thing. Dial and up. You, right, right, right. Internet, yes. <laughs> so she gave me like this, this, well, she actually gave me a magazine. And then when she gave me a magazine, there was like a link and then I could go there and then I could look at all the text. And then after that, I was reading some stuff with my sister. And then, you know, it was really like useful stuff, like um why like us uh, like um suffering and then um is th th there were lots of different topics that you know that they, they were just um relevant to like our lives um like what, what are some of them like uh loneliness like the cure for loneliness and then like um real happiness where like those kind of things so you know it's it has that spiritual aspect to it and then so I was reading it with my sister because then you know I was going to go and then she looked at it and it said Haribo and Haribo for us it's like you know it's like a greeting it's it's transcendental sound so it's mantra so it's Hari right from Hari so Hari is one of is one of God's names and then Bol is to chant so Haribo and we use that like to say hello, goodbye, you know, for anything. It's like, so when, whenever we see each other in the community, we go Haribo. And then when we, when we leave, it's just like Aloha, you know, but it's okay. like in the spiritual community and then Haribo. Haribo. And when you say Hari, is that H-A-D-I? R-R-H-A-R-I. Hari. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And then so um, she was like, oh, Haribo, it sounds like a cult. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, like, okay. And then so my family didn't want me to go, you know, because they were like, are you sure about this? You're going to go with strangers? And I'm like, well, I really wanted to go, you know? And then so I did. It, it was just like, it was like intuition in my heart, you know, I, I really want to go. And then so I went and that's where I found my, the, the spiritual community. And that's when I first saw um, mantra. I mean, I, I experienced mantra. And it was such in a beautiful place, like like in the forest, close to the ocean. And it was just awesome and wonderful. And I was so fortunate. I didn't realize how fortunate I was then, but that's that was my first taste of mantra meditation. And um, for those of you who don't know what mantra meditation is, it's this ancient pra practice that goes back to time immemorial. And so mantra is Sanskrit. And when you um, break down the words man, manaha, like that's the man part, it means mind. And then tra is to purify and to draw away from. So then um, when you chant mantra, then it has the effect, the effect of purifying the mind, just as if it was, um, it was how would you say, uh, submerged submerged into water so then you submerge your mind in transcendental sound and then it has that purifying effect just like how when you bathe and then you submerge your body then it gets clean so that's the same effect that mantra has and then so i i carried this with me i didn't really advance that much because i was still um i was still a different person I was looking for um, 
well, first of all, because when I found that I wasn't married yet. So I was looking for a husband. So <laughs> I wanted like material things. I wanted a relationship. I wanted, uh, so I wanted a, hu a husband and then I wanted uh, wealth. So I was looking for financial wealth. And then, so with my spiritual practice, what I did was I kind of used the spiritual practice with a goal to get wealth or to get what I want. And that took me so long to understand because um, it says in Bhagavad Gita that um, it's up, it, um, we do our duty as humans, but then we should not be attached to the result because the result isn't up to us, it's up to God. But that was so difficult for me to understand because all my life, for example, okay, so I was like, you know, in academics, I, I made it, right? And I felt that it was my own effort that did that. So it was always like that. I thought that, oh, okay, you know, I got to work hard to make money. And then after that, when I work hard to make money, then I'll get the result. But then that didn't happen for me. So not only did I not ever get what I wanted and, you know, so it's kind of like, you know, um, you know how law of attraction is like, you know, when you desire it, you'll get it. And then that was kind of my question. Hey, wait a minute. Why is it like in my case, why am I like the exception? Why am I not getting what I want? <laughs> like, so yeah. I wanted like this thing before and I didn't get it. And then I got mad at God and then I wanted, so we had a house before. And then, you know, it, it, then, then the crash came in like uh, 2008, you know, that recession came and then we were underwater, you know, we owed more than what we, than yeah. we owed more than what the house was, was the, the value of the house. And so we had a problem, it was so stressful. So I really wanted a house. And then so, and that, that kind of moved me back into, into mantra because I kind of cruised around, you know, when it was like nice, then I, I kind of like, you know, like slipped away and, you know, it, it wasn't at the forefront of my life. And then it was back in, that this was in 2010. So then, you know, it was really difficult. And then, and then I went back to God, of course. And then it's like, God arranged it so that, you know, I came back into contact with the people that were part of the spiritual community. And then, so I had that opportunity to, to chant mantra, but then I was using it to get the house, you see? So who, who was I doing it for? I wasn't doing it for God. I was doing it for myself, for my own interest <laughs> because I didn't offer it to God, <laughs> but I had the pretext of like, oh yes, this God is for you. But in, in, in like, in reality, it was really for me, you know, I really wanted, wanted it. And then, so I didn't get it. And so I was so bummed. It was so hurt, you know, it was so embarrassing, you know, but then after that, it's like, and then it took me a long time because like, for example, last year I, I had another, I had another low. See, each time I had a low, then I had like insight and then I went deeper spiritually. So it's like, do you see how, like, how God arranges your life like magically? So then it's like, you feel like it's, you're at your worst, but actually it was a benefit to you. So then that's how I learned that that's what God really does. It's like, whatever is going on in your life, whether it's like, whether it looks like it's the worst thing ever that's happening, it's actually for your benefit because that's how God works. And he's the only one who does that because there is the demigods, for example, Lord Shiva, Lord Brahma, you know, the, the other demigods and demigoddesses that um, you may have heard of, like um, Katyayani or um, let's see, the goddess of fortune, Lakshmi. You can pray to them for benefit and can pray to them for boon. So you can become their devotee. And then they will reward you with what you want. Like, for example, if you want like wealth, 
or you want like um, intelligence or fame or whatever, whatever it is, then they will award it to you. But then even if they award it to you, it may hurt you, but then they don't have control over that. But then with God, the Supreme, the only one God, so he's the, he's the controller, he's, um, he's in control of all of them. If you, you, you become his devotee, then he'll arrange things so that it would benefit you perfectly. And I could see that in my life right now. And so um, I'm just so grateful because it, it wasn't, I didn't feel that way, especially, you know, after, you know, like, um, so the last thing that happened to me um, was during COVID, that's when I became a coach. So for, for many, many years, I worked for my husband, like with his music business. And this was totally fine because um, I, was, um, I was working for somebody else. I'm very comfortable working for someone else. You know, that's, that's my thing. You know, I'll, I'm, I shine when there's someone, I feel so secure. And yeah. then um, I got into relationship coaching because um, I, have a, so I have an older daughter. So my daughter lives in Hawaii. And then she was like, mom, when are you going to move here? And then so I was like, okay, let me find a job that's like, you know, like online. So then, you know, when, if I move, then I won't have a problem because I don't want to be like, you know, you know how expensive it is in Hawaii, right? Then it's like, I've seen people work three or four jobs, you know, to pay the bills. And then it's like, well, I don't want to be like, you know, like struggling and, you know, like kind of like, you know, at the edge of my seat looking for a job when I'm there. So, okay, I'm going to do it here on mainland first. And then, so then I'll figure it out and then we'll see if it works. And then I'll actually have a job and then I can transition to, to Hawaii because this is what she wants. So, but then you see, I'm a people pleaser. So then I always do what other people want. Right. But that's how I got into relationship coaching. So then, um, I found this program and um, it's, it's what taught me about my mind because um, I wasn't, you know, even if I followed mantra, I didn't, re I didn't understand. So, you know, there's the spiritual teachings that were, were taught by my spiritual master and I didn't understand it. <laughs> I didn't understand what the mind was. I was like, what? And then they were talking about them. I was like, you know, I don't really connect with that. And then, so I was like, really you know, unconscious. And then so I, even if I had a spiritual practice, you see, I was still acting unconsciously. I used to scream at my husband, like all the time. And then I would scream at my daughter. My son was really nice. So I didn't scream at him. So he, he was like, you know, <laughs> he, um, he, he escaped my wrath, but not my husband and my daughter, which by the way, now, when I realize they're very similar in personality. So they just like, you know, they, they're a trigger for me to like unleash my worst, you know? And then, so, um, when, when, uh, oh, okay. So I didn't have that, that self-awareness yet. And then, so even if I was chanting, then I would scream at them. And then my husband would say, why don't you go and cure yourself? Cause my background is okay. So my, the family I came from is, was like physically and emotionally abusive. So my mother and father, they fought like cat and dog. My mother abandoned me when I was eight years old. So, and she didn't say goodbye. That day I was like crying because I saw her packing her clothes and I said, mom, don't go. I didn't want to go to school that day. She said, oh no, don't worry. I'll be here when you, um, when you come home, just go to school. And I was like, okay. So then I, I trusted her. I came back and she was gone. And, you know, it was just like a shock, right? And my father was there and I asked, and I couldn't even remember what happened after that. Do you see how like 
your mind like works actually works to protect you because I couldn't remember but now like because I've gone through some healing which I'm going to talk about soon you know I um I remember now that I asked my father where's mom and then he was like I don't know and I'm like what is she okay should we call the police you know should we be I mean is she in danger and then he just acted like I don't know so no explanation whatsoever. So I was just left to fend for myself basically. And then, so what happened was I blamed myself. Like as a child, you know, my mind like tried to, to come up with like some explanation. Oh, you're not good enough. That's why your mom left you. So that's kind of like, that, that was my thing. And I didn't really realize that that was my thing until the relationship coaching came because, so I was working under a different coach, right? I was training. And then I did this program back in 2020. It was a great program. I, I drew so many women. So many women were interested in my program. I think I signed up like 68 women for the course. And then afterwards, because the only reason why I did this was because, okay, so you remember my, my thing about money, right? So with the money, um, I had issues with money with the house, right? So I wanted to be a little bit careful about money now because it's like, God, don't I learn my lesson? So I could see in her, you know, that she's the kind of person that she will always do what benefits her first. And then, so I already saw that, you know, in the way she was doing things. So I was kind of like, mm, I'm not really sure I want to work with her, but I really, I already paid for the program, really wanted to like, you know, get somewhere. She actually was, she, she, she told me I was the only one that was going hundred miles an hour, you know, in her program. No one else was, but well, yeah, that's why I signed up because I want to be a relationship coach. Well, duh. <laughs> of course I'm going to go hundred miles an hour. Right. And then, so, you know, she was like, you know, she, she wanted me to slow down this and that. And then finally, you know, it was COVID. So 2020, March, 2020 COVID. And then she was like, there are some people in this program who are ready to like, you know, to coach. And then um, I know you're bleeding for money. And since you know that that was me. <laughs> I was bleeding for money. So she said, we could do like a group coaching program. And then, you know, we'll, it, it'll be like a paid one a paid, like a paid internship. And then I was like, hmm, that sounds really good. You know? So then I asked her, I was like, okay, if I decide to do this, um, are you willing to sign a contract? And she was like, sure, that's what she said. And then she offered 50-50 after expenses. So, so I made the contract, right? I asked her to sign it. I thought I covered all my bases, you know? Um, but then after, after, the, after the course was done, then she didn't pay me the 50%. And then she charged me like all her operating expenses, you know, like everything. Wow, I couldn't believe it. It's like, you know, everything that she paid like for her, for her website, for everything, for email and everything else. And I saw, you know, cause I asked for an itemized statement and then she came up with the itemized statement. And I was like, what? And, you know, so I wanted to talk to her and then she didn't want to talk to me. And then after that, you know, because I was kind of like, um, advocating for the 50 50 because that was the agreement then she was then she said these really mean things that I was greedy I was ungrateful and all that other stuff so we separated and it ended really badly and then after that I couldn't pick myself up because I felt like I was abandoned so all my triggers from my abandonment from my mom that weren't healed it came up and then so I couldn't I was so scared out of my mind. I couldn't move forward. And then of course it kind of crushed my self-esteem, you know, my, because, you know, she said all these bad things about me. We didn't talk after that, you know, she just emailed me. And then after that last email, 
I just left it alone, you know? And then, um, and then after that, you know, I had a client that was in my course and um, she, she was suffering because it's like my, that course, it had like some um, shadow work in it. So it had some, some um, inner work because it's like the way that I do um, my coaching is that, you know, the other person doesn't need to change, right? But one person needs to change. So that needs to be you, right? And then so she, she remembered, she had a very difficult childhood. And then so she, she, you know, when she came to me, she was like, I don't remember any of my childhood. Is that okay? So I feel happy, you know, like with the sun and the moon and, you know, nature. And I was like, that's totally fine. I said, all remembering and, and forgetting is from the Supreme. So then if you're remembering or if you're forgetting, then that's what's perfect for you at that time. And she goes, oh, okay. You know. And then all of a sudden, one day she messages me and then she was like, I remember. And, and now she couldn't sleep. She was crying. She was, in, she, was, she was in such a dark place. And then for some reason, one way or another, I knew deep in my heart that the answer for her was mantra. So um, I, I, um, I just let her listen to mantra, you know, cause that's, it's transcendental sound. You know, it's, it's not from this world, it's from the spiritual world. And I just said, you know, just listen to this, tell me what you think. And then she listened to it and she goes, oh, that makes me feel so sad. That, that's what she said, you know? So that's kind of like her, her introduction. And then um, I have a friend who does like regular talks. His name is Acharya Das. So it was kind of like Christmas around that time. And then there was like the Jesus, uh, like, oh wait, uh, Christmas from a yogi's perspective, something like that. So then I sent her that so that she could listen to it. And then she listened to Acharya Das. And then after that, you know, um, I was started to do women's circles. So I really tried to do it on my own, but I was doing it with great difficulty. So I was really fighting against myself. So I was, even everything that I did, I was forced to do. So I did, um, when I was doing my course, you know, with, with, the, with the mentor who, who trained me with that coach, um, I was doing uh, classes, three live classes in her group every, every week. And then, so after that, you know, you know, after the, the course was done, then I didn't have any of that anymore. And then I was just like, you know, I was just in my cave being comfortable, <laughs> being scared. And I'm like, oh my God. And then finally there was a lady that was like, hey, Anne, where are your, your life classes? We missed them. When are you going to do it? And I'm like, okay, fine. So I made a Facebook group because she asked me to. And then, so then I added women there and then I was going to show up there for myself. And I was so scared. So that was my struggle for the whole year. Um, little what what happened was you know when I retreated then um because I was doing some women's circle with with this with this like with, with with a group of ladies but that one lady you know the one with the with the the one that forgot and then you know she had a difficult childhood she would always show up at the women's circle all the time and she was so attracted to it and you know it it's really spiritual in essence right so we we we, we chant mantra we sing, we dance. So the, when you sing mantra, it's kirtan. And then when you when you uh, meditate, you know, like uh, there's like the breathing exercise. It's called goranga breathing. So then you know we did that. So it was it was all spiritually related. And then you know we there there's like the old rituals like the artik and so the, the offering. And then you get a, you you have a love offering, you know. And then it's 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 all of this. so that's like the underlying tone. And she was so interested. And then we read like a like a story, and it's it's like a 
it's a transcendental story, you know, it, it's a Krishna story. And then she looks, oh my gosh, I love this so much. And then, you know, and I was like, I really love the stories. That's what she said to me. And then I told her, you know what, I can read the stories with you because she's, she's blind. So then, you know, cause I sent her the book and I said, you could read this on your own. And she goes, well, you know, well, I could. And I was like, you know what? I was like, I'm, I'm happy to do it because it's like, whatever I do for God, then it also benefits me, right? It benefits me and it benefits her. So we both benefit at the same time. So why not? So then we, I was super scared and that's where I found my refuge. Like all of, like most of last year is in, in the stories. Like we, 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 uh, we chanted Kirtan and then we read the transcendental stories and that's what deepened my relationship. And it, it, it gave me the spiritual vision that I didn't used to have. And then I finally understood why, what I explained to you earlier about how we do our duty, but then the result is not up to us. And this is just like, a, like an example, you know, we're both in, in, in this, um, in, you know, we, we both signed up for that event, right? You know, the, the event that was supposed to go this, this week, Wednesday, Thursday, Wednesday through Friday, all prepared for, all the energy put in, right? So you do your duty, but then the result is up to God. That's like the perfect example. So it's like, it's what, what is best God will allow. If it's not, then he won't allow it. So that's kind of, so the way I got finally came out as a coach is God arranged it for me that I came in contact with this particular coach, you know, who has, who, who, is, who, who has that spiritual healing ability. And that was what was missing for me because, and God knew it because, you know, he saw, he, he probably saw the sincerity in my heart. You know, I just wanted to, I just wanted to serve. And I, you know, I just, I mean, he saw, he saw it that it's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to put you in contact with the right people so that you can get there. So I wasn't, I was almost ready to give up on coaching. I was, it was so uncomfortable. I was like, why do I have to suffer so much? Why do I have to go against myself? I felt like was, I was battling myself every day. And I was like, if I just go and work for someone else, then it would be so much more comfortable. But then I had to, it was, it's, it's like my duty. It's part of, it's my destiny. I mean, when I do coach, it's like so natural for me. I can see like what the issue is. And then I've, I've helped so many women. And then so, oh, right. So then right now, um, oh, okay, hold on. I don't know if I'm, I'm supposed to get into that already. Um, so through, through, through that coach, I was able to heal like my abandonment, my fear, like everything that was stopping me because, you know, I felt like I was alone. I wasn't alone. I knew that God was with me, but I felt alone anyway because all emotions and feelings come from the mind. And then, so now I understood, really understood, like, you know, before what I thought that the mind was, it's like, it's this out of control, like burden that we have, but actually it's like when, and I read Bhagavad Gita last year, cause I read Bhagavad Gita before. And I have a friend, you know, who like is in the spiritual community. And she told me because I was asking her, okay, cause there's so, so many books to read. What, which book should I read first? She said, you should read Bhagavad Gita. And then I tried to read Bhagavad Gita and it's this old Bhagavad Gita that was written by Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. So it's the original 1972 edition. 
And that's really significant because it needs to be the original version that was written by the pure devotee. So this goes back into parampara, which is disciplic succession. So my spiritual master at the current, at the current time, he learned from his spiritual master who was Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. And then Bhaktivedanta Swami, Swami Prabhupada learned from his spiritual master. So then the essence of the teachings wasn't lost. And then we can trace back our lineage all the way back to God himself when he first spoke Bhagavad Gita to Arjuna in the battlefield of Kurukshetra. So, you know, that's, that's really significant, you know, because it's like, if you, if you've seen, like, it's so confusing. Like when I was on a spirit, I mean, looking for God, it's like, okay, well, these people are here. They're saying scripture, it's interpreted this way. And then these people here are interpreting scripture that way. So there's like different interpretations depending on, so then that's why like Christianity has so many different, like, you know, there's so many different divisions, but it's all the same scripture. But then why is it kind of butchered? And then you're just kind of picking and choosing because there's no more teacher. And it says in Bhagavad Gita, look for a teacher. He has seen the truth. So, so learn from him. So, well, okay, that makes sense. Okay, so then, so then yes. So then that's what I did. And uh, so I was able to go through Bhagavad Gita last year with the purports. The first time I ever read it, I couldn't even get through uh, the, the first page. <laughs> it took me like, it was already like three months. And I was like, this is hard. Like, I can't do this. And then finally, my, my friend said, she goes, why don't you just read the verses? Then you can at least get through it. I was like, oh, good idea. You know, so, yeah. so I did that. I just read the verses themselves because it's pretty short. I mean, Bhagavad Gita was spoken in like, in like an hour, you know, it's called uh, Gita means song. So Bhagavan is like God. So it's song of God. Right. And then, so, oh, oh okay. And then, so yeah, it was only, it was only last year that we, we finally read like with the purports because with the purports, then it's like the explanation. So this is like a really special book. It has the original Sanskrit. It has word for word um, tra uh, transliteration of the, and then it has the translation in English and it has the purports as he learned from his own spiritual master. And then, so I wanted to just like make it a point because this is really important that it's only the 1972 edition that is, um, is, is good to read. So it's, and there are so many things that happened into my life that I went the wrong way first because I didn't know who to listen to. And then I was following the wrong, <laughs> I was following the wrong people in the beginning when I went yeah, back on me, a spiritual path. Let me, because uh, we laid out a lot of stuff, so I want to unpack some of those things. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, um, sure. Dive into some of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's interesting how, like, when people are growing up, you know, even myself, we kind of feel this urgency to, like, start doing things, right? Like, you went to school, you did this, you did that, and we kind of, I feel like we grow up with this uh, need to uh, have attention or please other people or prove that based on what we learned um, as kids, that we can be the way that everyone says you should be. Um, but then I love how, and it's really common, I feel like when people go to college or they go to school or they do this or do that, and then they kind of just have this moment where they're like, I don't want to do this, actually, <laughs> you know? And um, I, you also brought up like, uh, trauma and things from your past. And 
that was a huge shift for me too. And I think a lot of people can relate to that where you have something that happens in your life. And you even brought up the one gal who didn't remember any of her childhood from a, uh, a situation. And I don't think people realize that when you have something that's happened like that in your life, you energetically store that emotion inside of yourself somewhere. Exactly. And once you grow up, or even that whole process of growing up, you, you start stacking on top of that other um, emotional higher lows, right? So like our memory is basically just a snapshot picture of an emotion that's really high or an emotion that's really low. Yes. And then our brain will just view that, uh, that picture from the emotional state that you were at at that time. And I think it's just so crazy how you know, all of a sudden you start doing these behaviors and patterns. You start yelling at people and your family, like you just, you love this person, but you're like screaming at them all of a sudden. And you have these people that are doing stuff to you and you may not even know it, but you might be even attracting that person because yes, of something yes. deep within us. It's, and all it, of a sudden, it was natural to me. Yeah. You know, I didn't even realize that it, I thought it was no normal to scream mm -hmm. at everyone. I, I didn't know that I could speak with kindness I didn't know that I was, my mode was what I grew up in screaming, you know, forcing people to do things, terrorizing, yeah. you know, that's, that was, that was what I thought. I thought that was the norm. Yeah. And I think a lot of people move through life in that way where you have all these things that stacked up throughout your life. And then all of a sudden you wake up to this personality that you believe is you. But the truth is that when you start, having situations in your life where you're just not happy, you're uncomfortable, you brought up, you know, your darkest hours were your most beautiful moments, because it forced you to like, like, for me, anyways, in my dark night of the soul that I had, I was looking down. And all of a sudden, I hit the ground, like, I can keep digging if I wanted to, but it was almost like I was forced to kind of look up or look within myself. Like all of a sudden I have all this stuff and I just don't like anything in my life. But then when I turn within, I realize that I put everything in my life and, oh, wait, there's these emotions in here. Let me take a look at that. And then I think you brought up a good point too. When, when you start being curious about things like that, or you reach a place where you just can't get out of it and it forces you to kind of look in different directions. And all of a sudden, I, I think you're right. Like when you, when you start looking for someone else or a teacher or a, a some type of person that has already walked this path of self-discovery or personal development or spirituality, um, uh, it, it will like, it's like hiring a coach, right? Like if I want to start a business and I have no idea what I'm doing, I can learn everything myself for, for YouTube or Google or something. But if I hire a coach that's already done it repeatedly, it will it will save me time, which happens to be the most valuable asset we have in our life. It's, it's hard. It's hard. I tried to do that thing that do it on my own thing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not for everyone. You know, I know that there were the videos on YouTube. I, I couldn't, there's even like a program in the community, you know, that you can get a mentor, but they weren't coaches, you know? And, oh my God, it was, I tried everything. I, I tried it on my own and I, it was, it was too difficult. I, I couldn't do it. I really need the guidance or, I mean, I'm that kind of person. I mean, if you can do it yourself and you thrive with that, I mean, like, you know, more power to you, but for me, I'm like, I was lost. I'm like, Oh God, this is yeah. so hard. I wanted to quit. I wanted to yeah. quit so many times, so many times I wanted to quit. So 
But I think you bring up a huge part of this, which is if you're in that life situation where you described all of those things throughout your life and someone else is listening to this and they, they're in that situation where they're either acting a certain way they don't like, which means they don't like themselves, which means they're, they're going to not like everyone around them. Or they're, um, they're not even aware of it. They're not so, even aware of it. Yeah. yeah. So, like a, a lot of my clients, they're like, I don't understand why he won't just like commit to me. And then I'm like, I'm like, I'm looking at her, you know, it's like, she's always angry. Well, yeah. Cause it's like, why don't you be nice for a change? You know, she's, yeah. she's not aware of it. She just thinks that he's like, he's the problem, you know, but it's like, it's, it, you gotta see the whole picture, you know, you don't just see one side, but it's like more often than not women, they just see the, the man as the problem. And they feel that he won't communicate with me. He's just so closed off. Well, you know, that's really how men are. I mean, you could attest to that, right? <laughs> like, yeah. When there's a battle, you're not going to communicate, right? You're going to retreat. <laughs> like, I yeah. don't want to talk to you, right? <laughs> yeah. And then you talked about, like, when you finally turned in and, like, someone said, you know, why don't you cure your husband? Uh, why don't you cure yes. yourself? Like, Yes, and I, I, I denied it. So there's nothing wrong with me. You just want to blame me all the time. Wow. I'm like, you're you're the one who needs to be cured. That's how I was. See, I was so belligerent. Sounds that like was. my ex. Wow. Oh. <laughs> That was, she has, she has a wound. She has yeah. something from, she has trauma from her childhood. She does, <laughs> like, yes. Yeah, but you know, he, he was so kind. It's like he, he put up with me all these years. I mean, cause you know. <laughs> well, yeah, but I think it's, it's, it's not one person or the other. I think we all have this inner childhood. Um, I was at an event a couple of weeks ago where they took me through this childhood healing uh -huh. where it was like a visualization and we did some energy stuff, but for the most part, I, I was looking at my eight-year-old self and I was telling him, I'm so sorry for forcing you to grow up fast. I'm so sorry for not allowing you to be yourself. Like it was just all these, like a whole list of things. And all of a sudden, like, I'm like tearing up, you know, right. And I, I just We're don't the same think age. that was my age too. Wow. With yeah. the trauma it was the same, same age as you. Yeah. And I, I just, you know, I had a father die and, and like all these different things that happened around that time. But um, I think the great awakening and the, the great life experience is realizing that that is life. It's having experiences that we struggle through. And every story in the Bible is, is a story of some type of transformation where there was something that was yes. knocked down, some problem, some challenge, and then overcoming that. And on the other side of that is beauty and life and love. And I think right. that that is life, you know, and there's no race, you know, I feel like there's no like finish line. There's no like big, you know, cause like, okay, I want to be here, but when I'm here, I want to be over there, you know? So it's like, I don't know about you, but, um, doing mantras and, um, you know, spiritual work and practices, I think it forces you to kind of stay present with yourself in the moment and, you become like aware of all these other things around you. Is that so? What? Eh, sorry, I'm kind of rambling a little bit. But with I your transit, with your uh, mantras, I didn't quite understand. Um, so I do know mantras from like the Buddhist uh, aspect, where they it's like more of a chanting. Is that what the mantras is, or is it sound? I didn't know, or is it both? It's it's mantra. So then it 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 is like there is like a there is a mantra, like, you know, like 
like a well it is sound but then you know there's like a like for example goranga that's a that's a mantra and then so it is so when you're saying mantra you're referring to the term or the the, the words like their words their okay. spiritual words it's spiritual language so it's sanskrit and sanskrit is the original language so it's the it's the spiritual language from from the spiritual world and then so um yeah it's it's i would say the buddhist chants they do have their own chants right so um that's not the same thing right it's not the same thing no, okay because um the the buddhist um the buddhist mantras i mean the buddhist philosophy is completely different you know right. their 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 philosophy is um on um how can I explain it? What, what's the word for it? Um, I know that they enlightenment. I'm not sure. Um, it's uh, let's see. There's there's a word for it. It's uh, impersonalism. So it's 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 on impersonalism. So no, it's it's not exactly. But I would say in terms of chanting, because there's we do have kirtan. So you know we we just there's many many different. It's actually, we call them like mantra and their names, they're God's names. So if you go back into the Bible, you know, there's so many like references to, oh, save me, Lord, by thy name. Or it's, for example, in um, uh, the Lord's Prayer that Jesus Christ taught us, um, uh, our Father in heaven, holy be your name. So he has a name. Those are his names. And I was like wondering all my life, because it's like, you know, with, with Catholic, they say, we're not pure enough to know who his names are. I'm like, okay, fine. But then the Jehovah say, his name is Jehovah. His name is yeah. Yahweh. Okay, so these are all his names, right? Or his, his name is Allah. Yeah, those are his names. He has hundreds and millions and millions of names. So these are his names. And they they have this, this purifying, they're, they're purifying. They have a purifying effect on the heart. And um, I've seen this change change me because it's like <laughs> I was at a different place before I was more of a materialist and then on the other side so you know the duality in the world right there's always a duality so there's good and bad right there's light and dark so there's materialism and spirituality right yeah <laughs> so I was more of a materialist before and then now I mean yeah now I, I can I can um I can confidently say that I'm more on the spiritual side, not even like the one in between before, you know, like how I was saying that I was kind of like using spirituality to get my material, my material like desires. So, so no, I don't do that anymore. So yeah, now I'm like 100%. You can, you can love the material world and be spiritual, but when you're putting all of your energy into material things, I believe that that's, you know, yeah, I think you're right. It's like, yeah. Uh, you know what my spiritual master taught me? And this is like, it's, it's like the underlying like essence of like all spiritual te te teachings is like, who are you doing it for? Mm. And then, so it's like, if you're putting all your energy to, um, to amass material wealth and, you know, to enjoy, to enjoy yourself for you, then it's material because it's like, I want all this stuff for myself. But then if you're, doing all of this stuff for god then it's not for yourself anymore but it's like it really needs to be for god not like 
I not like me before it's like oh I'm I had this pretext that I was doing it for God but I was really doing it for myself so you know that doesn't really really work you know it's a kind of that weird thing <laughs> so yeah but yeah so that's that's what I learned yeah so okay so mantras are the um the ancient or even I guess you could use the word like sacred uh yes. words that yes. have a lot of ancient meaning and power behind them and by Correct. using them in the right way with uh you know other modalities like sounds and stuff like that um it has a changing effect Correct. on you and then yes. it seems like it even changed your perception on your own life it did yes which allowed you to have the power to become aware of that which allowed you then to make changes in yourself which allowed other people around you to be different but they're not you're not asking them to change. <laughs> Correct. That... Yes, yes, yes. Yes, exactly. Correct. Correct. Which leads you're into right. that is your uh, your course you're doing, right? Yes. You have yes. a course coming out March 1st. Correct. That's right. Yes, yes, yes. So, so I, I have it. So I, can I tell a little bit more about that? Yeah, yeah let's okay, dive okay. into that. All right, all right. So I have a new course coming up and um, it's specifically for women because um, that's the... The audience that I serve is, is women, but I mean, if you are listening to this and this really resonates with you, I may take male clients. I, I've, I've never considered it, but there was like one woman who already approached me and she said, you know, and, you know, um, I've heard about your course and there is a friend, I have a friend who is a male and I was like, okay, well, you know, if you feel comfortable, you know, being, I'll, I'll do my best to like, you know, like make it so that, you know, it, it could, I, I could adjust it, you know, to a male audience as well. So then it'll kind of like be more of a, um, like a general audience rather than geared toward, toward, toward a female audience, but okay. So basically, okay, relationship accelerator, how to transform your relationship now without ever asking him to change. So um, it's a 16 week course. I'm gonna conduct it live over Zoom and um, it's live interactive. So, and it will be recorded. So then, you know, um, if, if you, for any reason, one reason or another, you can't attend, then you can always listen to the recording and you get the recording because sometimes you hear the concepts for the first time and it's like, oh my God, I had gotten, I, I, I have that, like, you know, I just got enlightened, but then it's like, oh, you can't go back to it. It's like, well, what did she say again? It's like, what? Yeah. So yeah, then you can sure. go back and listen to the, to it. You know, you get to keep it forever. And then, so um, it's, it's interactive for me because that's just the way I teach. I'm not a lecturer. I don't just sit there and then just like throw all the information. It's like, I love the interaction. It's like what you bring into, what insight you bring into, into the class is just as significant. And I can tell you that some of the deepest and most wonderful insights that I have ever learned in my life or have ever heard of were from my, my students and from children. And then, so it's just so important that I mean, the interaction with the, with, with the, with the uh, ladies who are going to be in the group or the, the attendees, the students, that will make the class what it is. It's not just like, you know, it's just not all about me. It's, that's why you're there, right? It's because you're, you're going to, you want to transform your relationship now. So that's why you're there. And then it's like your, your voice is just as important and what you contribute to the class is just as important. And then so, um, we there's good there's uh five modules can i share it is that possible i don't uh, know oh yeah i think so yeah you can, can share yeah 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 let's okay. do that oh yeah, yeah, yeah. First, there we uh, go screen share there all we right go. 
Yeah, and then it's it's red <laughs> because it's the month of love, right? So okay, so that's that. So here are the modules, and then so you'll see that okay, so everything that I teach in this course, it's like an amalgamation of all my life experiences, oh, almost 50 years of life experience that I've gone through. And I have talked a, a little bit about this um, with Dylan earlier. And then so module one is your deep relationship. Why? And so a lot of women are in relationships or I mean, just people, people want to be in relationships for one reason or another. It's just like, that's how we're wired. And we'll go into the deep why of that, because if like, if you're there is actually a deep why you want to be in a relationship. And so in essence, it's, it's, it's spiritual in essence, but on the top of that, on the surface level, it's like, we want to be in relationships with others. It's like, have you ever considered why you want to be in a relationship? So if you haven't considered that, and it's like, you just want to be in a relationship because all your friends are in a relationship, or your um, your society says that you need to get married, and if you're not get, if you won't get married, then um, then it's like you know you're, you're you're an embarrassment to your your parents and your family, and you're like a dishonor. Like you know, then it's like this is the time to examine your deep relationship. Why? Because why even in a relationship if you didn't examine the why behind it? You, you gotta know what you're getting into. You know, it's not just like you're getting into it without really understanding why or what, or, you know, it's, it has to come from, you, you, you got to define that. So you have to clarify, you have to have that clarity. And so that's what we start with. And then uh, Simon, uh, I forget his name now, um, but know your why about, you know, business and stuff. Okay. Like, yes. Yes. Just, yeah. Right, just, just like that. Relationship. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, that's how I like work. It's like, whenever I'm doing something, like whether it was like in, in the classroom or in anything that I'm doing in life, I mean, I, I want to know what I'm doing, you know, <laughs> like, because I've seen so many times, like, you know, if, if you go like to like do like these community like um, service stuff, you know, and then there's like, they're, they're doing something. It's like, what are we doing? And then they're like, I don't know, we're just doing it. I'm like, are you serious? It's like, you don't even know. I mean, like, I can't do that, <laughs> you know? So, I mean, if you're, if you're like the person who just kind of does things because you feel like you're, you should be doing it, then this course is really for you because it's like, it will examine your deep why, whether it's relationship and then we can go even deeper. So then we can go, it, we can go even deeper all the way into your deep purpose in life. So that's what module one is all about. Module Perfect. two is it all starts with you. So we're not asking anyone else to change. So we're not asking him to change. So what does that mean? That we, it all starts from us instead. And then, so this is where the self-awareness comes in because it's just really so important that we really go deep within ourselves and you know, have that self-awareness because if we don't have the self-awareness, then how can we change? And then if we, if we can't change, then, you know, then we're just gonna, we won't be able to transform our relationships. We won't even be able to transform ourselves, but it really starts with us because it's the self-awareness, like just having that awareness that will make us really go deeper. And then, then we'll become aware of our self-worth. And then we'll even become aware, like even deeper, like, oh, it's like, I really need to love myself. Oh, he's not the source of my happiness. What, he doesn't complete me? No, no, You're, you don't call your partner your other half. He doesn't complete you, why? Because you complete yourself. So you are, you complete yourself 
find the happiness in yourself, love yourself so fully, and then you share your happiness because it radiates out to others. That's how it is. And then so, I mean, I've seen so many relationships that- Say that one more time. So don't say they are your other half because you don't need something else to fulfill you. No. You fulfill yourself. You are your happiness. That's yes. so good. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And then, so, you know, like there have been so many relationships I've seen, you know, like people married for a long time, you know, like 50, 60, 75 years together, and they really relied on the other person to make them whole. And then when the other person like, like passed away, they were so devastated that they can't live on their own because they didn't have the happiness and love within themselves. They relied on others for their happiness. And I've seen that time and again, and so many women are suffering, struggling in their relationships because he's not acting like this. I'm not feeling love. Well, did you ever consider giving love to yourself first? And then they were like, oh, what's that all about? Well, yeah, <laughs> so that you'll learn all that in my course. So it all oh, starts cool. with you. And then yeah. so we go to module three. And of course, these are just the modules because you know there's like many modules that, that go along with this. That's why there's only five modules, but that doesn't mean it's five weeks. It's 16 weeks. It's 16 weeks. Okay. Yeah. I mean, this is a lot of content as far right? as right? Yes. Yeah. right, right, yes, yes. And then so module three is your mind, enemy, or your best friend. And I did talk about a little bit about yeah, this earlier. It. So it's like when you aren't aware of your mind, then it's like it can be all over the place and you know, the problem really is that people identify with their mind. So for example, I'll, I can just give you a sim- simple situation. <laughs> this is from my, my own, my own story. When, because I was so insecure because of my, my, um, my abandonment. Right. So, and my husband, he was a, like a really charming man. You know, he's a musician. Every, all the women are throwing themselves at him, you know, oh my God. And then, you know, so when, after we got married, you know, it's like all the women like came out, you know, like, oh, I missed you. When are you going to see me? I'm like, what? I'm like, how many are there? Are you kidding me? You know? Uh. And then, so (laughs) he would go out and then, you know, he would sit in the car. So he would come back home and then he would sit in the car. And then when I, when he sits in the car because he's comfortable because I was such a bitch. <laughs> I mean, when he came in the door, I wouldn't even say, oh, hi, it's so nice to see you. I would be like, why did you take so long to come home? Who were you with? You know, I was, I was yeah. like, you know, do you see? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm sure a lot of women like can relate to this, right? I've experienced <laughs> this, yes. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, so yes, so I wasn't even kind, you know, I, I didn't know how to like say hello, let him wind down first. I didn't know any of that you know so so then yeah I was very confrontational you know and then I was like belligerent and then I was so suspicious so when he came home he would just sit there and then after that when I saw him in the window then I was like why is he sitting there he's talking to another woman they're planning their date they're gonna go have a rendezvous you see and then I believed it so I was so sick to my stomach because I really believed what 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 was this was it true no maybe well I don't know no it's not it wasn't this I made this up my mind made it up and then I identified with it and then I believed it to be true so it made me so sick you see so this is the mind so then when you are not in control of your mind because you did you're not aware that you're separate from your mind right then your mind is your enemy because it's making you sick you know it's making you depressed or whatever but then there's actually a way 
for your mind to become your best friend. Oh, really? It can be done? Yes, it can. I have done it myself. So I'm really excited to show you. So it's, you can actually have your mind work for you. So then your best friends, what is it like to have a best friend? Oh, my best friend, we do great things together. You know, it's so fun to be together. You know, we, we share laughs and we share good times. This can be your mind. Really, Anne? Yes, yes, really. So I'll teach that. Yeah, one thing about yeah i love the mind topic because you know I, I love these facts your your mind your the average brain thinks 50 to 70 thousand thoughts a day 90 percent of those thoughts are from yesterday and 90 percent of those thoughts are negative thoughts and it's like until you become aware of your mind and how out of control it is because we're addicted to thinking and you realize that you are not your thinking. You are the awareness that's observing your thinking. Exactly. <laughs> you know? And yeah, you're right. You can turn that into your best friend. It doesn't yes. have to be this enemy that's tricking you all the time and convincing you to stay in bed when you know you should get up and meditate and stuff like that. Right, you know, be right. Becoming aware of it. Yeah, I love right, it. Right, right. Or, or just making up these stories, you know? Mm. Like, for example, oh, she was looking at me because she's jealous of what I have or whatever. It's yeah. like, how do you know that she's, yeah. you know? How it's do you like, know any of that? Yeah. Right? <laughs> You're just making it up. Yeah, <laughs> we all have our movie and we're the main character in our own movie. But we think exactly. that if everyone else would do what I think they should do in my movie, everything would be perfect. Right. But the truth is they have their own movie and they're their main character. You know? Exactly. 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 Yeah. Yes. So yes. Cool. Yeah, so that's what module three is all about. And then so this goes into module four. And so from suppressed feelings to authentic expression to freedom. And then so the mind is the source of all thinking, feeling, and willing. So these are the functions of the mind. And then so um, not only that, because I'm going, to, I'm going to get into the trauma that I experienced from last year. <laughs> with my problem as a coach but it's like what really this what this module is all about is releasing trauma because your your mind works to protect you which i didn't know and that's why i was stuck i could not move because not only does is the mind in charge of thinking willing and feeling it works to protect you from trauma so it's so wonderful how god created your subtle body that houses your intelligence ego and your mind because then when there is like a really traumatic experience that like's really too painful for you to handle, then the mind comes in and it suppresses that emotion. So then, so then it, it keeps you safe. So you see, your mind is actually working for you. Yeah. It's just trying to keep you safe. I never thought that my mind was that cared for me actually to keep me safe. You know, it's like, it's, it's a mechanism because of course it's material energy. But it's still, that's its function, you know, it's like a computer program, you know, it's, that's what it does. It suppresses the feelings. So then these emotions that were, you know, the, the painful one, for example, from my, my abandonment from, from my, when I was eight, it was there deep inside. And then I didn't even know that it was there anymore because it was suppressed. And then I lived my life, la, 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 you know, without it, it was never triggered because I was never alone. But then when I became a coach, I was on my own. Then that aloneness, it like triggered it. And I was so afraid. And then I couldn't understand what was going on with me. And I was fighting myself and all that. 
So that is, that's your mind trying to keep you safe because it's trying to suppress the emotions that are in there. And then, so that's why it's time from this, from suppressed feelings to bring them to authentic expression, because it's like, you know, okay, you can go back to your childhood, you know, and do that childhood healing, but it's really not necessary. I mean, I did my own share of shadow work. It helped to some extent, like to, to uh, resolve these uh, little things that, you know, I was doing this, this mechanical thing that I wasn't aware of. Like whatever triggered me, that means that it was my shadow that I haven't accepted in myself, you know? So then for example, um, when, whenever like somebody said that I was like stupid, then I would get angry. <laughs> oh no. When somebody acted like I was stupid, then I was, I was angry because then I didn't really accept that. And there was like this, this uh, traumatic experience I had from my childhood where um, a teacher, like she really like, you know, she really ate me alive. I can barely remember it. I was in kindergarten. But then it's like, because of that, I had myself on repeat that I would beat myself up so much without realizing it. And, you know, to me, it was so, such a strange thing. I felt good inside for beating myself up. And then everybody that would hear me, they're like, oh my God, it's like, you know, you don't have to put yourself down so much. And I was like, oh no, I'm totally fine. You know, it's true. <laughs> and then like, what? Like, oh, and I was like, I wasn't aware of it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so you see- <laughs> so intense isn't it it's oh so my crazy. god yes yes and then so now now i don't do that anymore because i was able to kill that so and, and your words are so powerful they have the power to kill someone or to uh make someone like a king you know like your words are so powerful and how you speak to yourself You're oh yes speaking magic into your life good or bad yeah yes 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 definitely definitely yes 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 and then so once you you you, you release you release the, um, the suppressed feelings through authentic expression, then you really get to freedom because then this won't, it won't haunt you anymore. Mm. I've seen so many women suffering, like they're so insecure that their guy is going to cheat on them or that, you know, they're, they're afraid that they're not going to please them. They're afraid they're walking on eggshells because they're afraid that they're going to get displeased and then leave them. Or they're really, really angry or, you know, all these things, these, these are your, from your traumas. And then, so it's like, what's really going on is that your self worth is impaired. It's crushed inside. My self worth was crushed inside. And I didn't even know it. When I did my course back in 2020, I healed by anger. And I thought it was 100%. I was like, yeah, all right. I'm going to help all the other women. And then after that, then all this abandonment stuff come up. Like, oh, it's deeper than I thought. <laughs> like, oh God. Uh, it's like, ooh, <laughs> how yeah. can I even like teach women now? If I'm like, I'm like, I, I'm the one who needs coaching. <laughs> right. Uh, how can I heal others? So yeah. So I, I went through that, but I'm happy to say this is where the energy healing comes in. And then I'm going to talk about it in a little bit, because if I start talking about it, I'm going to forget to talk about module five. So module yeah, well, let's five, talk about module five or yeah, let's do uh, yeah. module five because we are at the top of the hour. So I want to make oh, okay, sure. Okay. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. So module five, after you, you hone yourself from the inside out, then you, you can get, we can get to the tools mm -hmm. on, um, on how to ignite your relationship now. So I teach all the tools on how you can upgrade your skills so that you know how to like relate to relate to your your partner or like just to anyone in particular and then so you know that you'll be able to embody them because you'll have yourself out of the way and then so i'll just go really quick to the next part 
So, so my course is there, it's Relationship Accelerator course, and it comes with a bunch of bonuses. So what are the bonuses? It's the energy healing session that's worth a thousand, and that's in part of module four. Then you get a free ticket to my next live event. That's going to be over the course of three days, three full days with me, $29.97. You get to hone all your goddess skills or people skills if you know if there's any other people that might, might want to join who aren't women. And then we have two sacred goddess circles. So that is like a women's circle. If you've never been a part of a women's circle, it's a place where we get together as women and you know we just spend our time together. We relax, rejuvenate and enjoy our company. We're there where we are accepted for who we are. And we do this in, this, uh, safe, the, in, in the safe space of a sacred circle. So I conduct these circles during the new moon and the full moon, because as women, we derive our energy from the moon. And then so during the new moon is the time to set our intention. And that's March 1st. So that's why it's starting March 1st. We start with the goddess circle for the course. So we set our intention for the course. We set our intention for the month. Then we can even set our intention long term. So we'll see how it goes. But then so that starts um, March 1st, new moon. And then um, it's we'll do another goddess circle during the full moon because the full moon is at the height of its power. And then so then that will mean that, you know, for us, it really empowers us females because then the moon is full and then we are at the height of, of having our feminine energy. And it's when we're most creative and then, you know, it's just where we just operate so well that way. So we do yeah. another one during the, the full moon. And then I'm adding, this is a new bonus that I just added. I had a chakra balancing class uh, from, from my previous course. So it's a recording that's worth 249. And then, so you get this two hour class to learn how to balance your chakras from the base to, to the crown um, as part of my course. And so, you know, when your chakras are actually in balance, just to give you a little insight, it's actually the, uh, the unhealed like emotions that are like stuck in your body <laughs> that are causing your chakras to be imbalanced. So when you do that and you release them, then you really align them. And then it, it would just like help you to become like- Yeah, I've, I've been in sessions where I've literally felt the shift in my body when I've released those uh, trapped yes. emotions. It's really exactly. cool, really powerful stuff. Exactly, exactly. And then the, the last the last bonus, the, I'm just so giving, I just wanna give everything. So then, and then the last thing is monthly meditation sessions. And these are just so important because in, in the course of our daily life, you know, we get so busy, we're stressed and then, you know, we, we can get frazzled and all that. And then this just brings you back to peace, you know, and we, and then I, I do this on a monthly basis while you are in my course. So the total package value of this is over $6,000, 6,443. The investment is one payment of 997 or five monthly payments of 241. And if for one reason or another, you really resonate with me and you know you want to join this course because you feel that it's made for you or it'll help you, then contact me. I'll figure out a payment plan that works for you. Yeah, love this. Um, yeah, and it, I mean, just the, the healing aspect alone from um, your modules and then supercharging all of that with, your bonuses and uh, very powerful stuff. And I, I just know from experience in my own life, I, I've gone through different um, spots where I've worked on all of those things that you're offering. And each one of those in and of itself are life transforming. So 
Very well, I'm so powerful. glad that, that you, um, for you to say that, because then, then that kind of gives like a glimpse that if you join my course, then it would also be life transforming for yeah. you. So if you're ready to have that experience, then join me. Yeah. Now, Anne, how can people get in touch with you? Um, you can, well, let's see through Facebook. So there, I have a, my, my profile there. I actually have a group. So I have a women's group there. So it's called circle of women who inspire devoted men. I'm the only admin of that. Um, my, like my, my profile is Anne, Anne, and then lean L E I N E has the second and then Reynolds. So that's me. And, um, or you can call me. Why not? You can call me. 925-385-8460. And then uh, you can talk to me. I, I'll answer the phone. I, I don't mind. And you know, if this course is for you, then definitely. Um, I, I have email too. See, I'm like, I, I'm trying to set this all up, you know, as we go, but I do have a personal email, but I don't know if, if that's sufficient, you know, in yeah, order so to what, what I'll do is um, so who's ever interested in uh, reaching out to Anne or learning more, uh, we'll put the links down below where you can uh, contact her uh, through Facebook or some other ways. And as she um, has other offerings, we'll try to have her back on or uh, put those links down below as well. So uh, yeah, love all of this. I think relationships are the biggest part of any human experience. And I think anybody listening can relate to many, many different stories of you know, growth through relationships and how different relationships show us more about ourselves. And ultimately, it comes down to changing yourself and your relationships change. Definitely. And, um, yes. Yes. Really love this. And I want to um, respect the time. We have uh, we've gone over an hour, but I just want to thank <laughs> you so much. I really love it. It was, I think we could go for a whole week talking about relationships um, and all of these different things that you're offering. So I'm excited maybe to have you back on sometime. And I just want to thank you. Uh, for being on the show. But before we go, I just want to ask you one question. Sure. What is one book or video or movie or something that has really impacted your life that somebody could check out today? Oh, it was the Bhagavad Gita as it is that I mentioned. So that original Bhagavad Gita as it is, 1972 edition, complete edition. That one is what really impacted my life. I mean, all the questions I've ever had about life, I learned from there. I learned that there's like 11 senses. I only know five, but there's 11. It's like, what? So, you know, it was really eye-opening. And then it just, I'm, I mean, I had a friend who told me before that if there was any book that you could ever read in your life, read that one. And I did it. And yes, it is life transforming. In my spiritual community, it's actually like kindergarten. And I was like, what? This is kindergarten. This is so hard. <laughs> like, so what's the other stuff like? <laughs> like, uh, oh, it's yeah. even harder. What? <laughs> <laughs> but here, Dylan, I wanted to ask you, you know, just because, you know, I talked about mantra. Can I, can we do like two, like breathing, just Garanga breathing that I can just like, you know, guide like your, you and your, your audience through it. Yeah, let's so do just it. Just like once or twice. Yeah. That'd be a perfect way to end. Yes. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. So then we just get into a, into a comfortable position. Okay. And then relax our shoulders, your head, your body. Okay, so then this is deep breathing. And then so you take the air from the bottom, you know, from, from the base of the spine, and then you inhale as, uh, as uh, like a deep breath as in your lungs as you can. And then you make the, the, the air go upward. And then on the, 
on on the on the way down then um you say go ra ang ga so it's four syllables go ra ang ga and this means god is the golden one so when you are inhaling that you could visualize in your mind like whatever that means to you what comes to me is like i see like like the uh, the sunshine, like on on the on the ocean, you know, and then how it has those little sparkles. That's what I think of when when I think of Goranga. So whatever comes to you, then then you just do that on the inhale, and then on the exhale, then we'll we'll uh, say the mantra together, and then so we'll um, we'll let the, the air out little by little, and it, it'll be Goranga. All right, Kate, okay, ready? Right, let's do it. Yeah. All right, so let's do it three times. Okay. Okay. So let's just uh, take a minute, close our eyes, focus on your breathing, relax. And take a deep inhale, inhale in. And on the exhale, go. try to deplete all the air in your lungs on the on the end of the of the mantra and then we'll do it two more times take a deep inhale in go one take a deep inhale in inhale in and slowly exhale go on your breathing for a minute and then open your eyes and come back to the world so how was that for you can you feel the power it was very peaceful like even when we just first started breathing i just felt like the present moment sinking in you know and then as i was uh saying the mantra the second time i got just a vision of like the ocean beautiful um, yeah and then, so this is what will bring you back. You know, it's, it's just like how, you know, how I explained in the beginning, but manaha is mind and then tra is purifying. And so it's just like, because when you get stressed, it's your mind like going out of control. So then you can just bring it back with mantra. And then you can get to that place of peace at any time in your life. So you can use this at any time of the day. When you first wake up in the morning, if you're having a really stressful time at work, just take a minute out, out of, you know, like whatever you're doing at your work. Okay, I'm just going to do Goranga breathing now. <laughs> like, and then it doesn't take very long. What is it? What, a minute or two? Yeah. A minute to two? And then you can yeah. get, get to that peace, that place of peace. Oh, and then I can go back to my day. So. Yeah, love it. Very powerful, very transformative uh yes guys uh reach out to ann uh, we'll have the links down below 
And in the meantime, I just want you guys to plug into your life and uh, let us know down below any comments, if something resonated or you want to know more information. And please like, share, subscribe as it helps uh, our algorithm, of course. And in the meantime, love you guys. Thank you so much, Anne, for being on. Thank you for having me, Dylan. I really appreciate it. This yeah, was so was fun. It was so fun, fun to, to find yeah. a person to talk to, you know, who actually understands. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And there's uh, not very many people, you know, who <laughs> actually, you know, can listen and like li really follow it. So, yeah. And it hopefully a there's pleasure. a lot of people that want to know more. So, right. Um, yeah. Very cool. All right, guys, plug into your life. Thanks for tuning in and, and have a good day. Thank you so much, Dylan. Bye.